My name is Steven Beckman. I am a target of COINTELPRO and gangstalking. Gangstalking is a discipline in the over 70-year-old COINTELPRO program um, with new capabilities. And thanks to George W. Bush in 2001 for signing the Patriot Act, COINTELPRO has been kind of reborn in this new format, which essentially lots of people are calling COINTELPRO 2.0. Now, I live in San Diego, and it's important to know um, that going through this program is even worse uh, in places like San Diego and lots of places where there's a large concentration of government personnel. Um, in particular, the reason why San Diego is so unique to go through gang stalking and COINTELPRO is because San Diego is home to the largest concentration of military personnel and Pentagon contractors in the entire country. So you can understand where that would get out of hand while going through this. Now, the reason for me being a target of gang stalking and COINTELPRO was for two reasons. Uh, one in particular is, I, since I've been a native of San Diego, living here for nearly 40 years, I... Um, Grew up in the area, and my family was very close to the military and law enforcement community. And unfortunately, in the 80s, uh, my father was a police officer for just a few years. Unfortunately, he passed in the line of duty. And um, a lot of people in town were, were thinking that my father left me a bunch of money. So when I was in my 30s, it would mature and I would get paid. And lots of the people I grew up around since, you know, I was like 16, 17, 18, 19... Uh, in the same community, who also worked in law enforcement and military capacities, uh, unfortunately used their positions and their job to try to extort me when they thought that money was coming to maturity. And once that happened, um, something else I came across, uh, unfortunately, was like a potential leak um, in regards to uh, the, the Bush administration at the time. I didn't know it was legit. I just thought it was something on the internet. I kind of passed by it in 2007 and kind of kept going on my way. Um, that struggle with local uh, police department, etc., trying to extort me and making life very hard for me locally, spreading rumors, etc., because cops are very allergic to jail. Um, people who were kind of peeping me after seeing that used this whole conflict as a means to... Um, put even more pressure on me because the information pertaining had to deal with uh, um, uh, George W. Bush and a John F. Kennedy Jr. plane crash. Like I said, I did, had no idea it was legit. I just kind of saw it and kept going all my life because, you know, who believes everything? But the second I brought it up while I was getting extorted by these cops because I didn't know what was going on, I just suggested maybe it's about this thing I saw on the internet a while ago. And immediately after I said that, the very next day, my life turned upside down. That's when the gang stalking began. That's when, you know, I had bank accounts locked down. That's when I got blacklisted. Like almost, I want to say, the next day, life became a nightmare. And it has been a nightmare for about nearly 10 years now. Now, this is a series of podcasts um, done at different times. Um, so there's different, I'll be at different states, you know, sometimes I'll be super stressed out or whatever, because, you know, when you're going through this, you're going from trauma to trauma to trauma situation. You don't have a lot of time to think about things. So I'm getting this. So a lot of these podcasts I'm getting out while I just experienced a trauma, what have you, but I felt like it was important to record it while it was still fresh in my head. We will be going back over these things and re-recording them. And, you know... Keep in mind, you know, I'm cutting myself open here a lot and getting very personal, very intimate, because there's just so much um, psychological torture involved and you trying to make sense of things. All these are all foreign sorts of behaviors you go through, something that a normal person doesn't experience. Um, now, for those of you who are listening and, you know, um, are throwing negative comments our way, what have you... Um, you know, making claims you know, that I'm guilty of a bunch of crimes. 
And that's why this is happening. I, I encourage you to learn the law, learn things like the statute of limitations, why there are three main classes of particularly three particular types of crimes which have zero statute of limitations, one being any kind of sexual exploitation of minors, um, murder, and terrorism. So I encourage you to learn the law uh, before you know you guys comment, you know us on YouTube or what have you. And I encourage you to try at, to try to contest claims on the documentary that I put out of the leak, which I saw, which you can also see at justiceforjfkjr.com. Our documentary is called Resurrecting Camelot. Um, lots of people are pro-Bush supporters, etc., that are harassing us online, but I do. I encourage you to see the material as to why I am in this abuse and, um, you know, contest it. I, I, I encourage you to challenge the facts before you hurl insults. Um, the main reason for this podcast is I hope you learn from me. Um, and I appreciate all the people who have contacted me through Facebook groups, through, you know, Twitter and DMs and emails and our website, just like you have no idea. I, I, I read all those things. Um, I, I recommend you definitely try to catch me on Twitter more than anything, but I, I appreciate all that stuff. I appreciate the phone calls I've had, um, of people in, in different towns going through this abuse and sharing their experiences. And while, um, you know, the handful of people, I want to say five to seven people that have reached out to me, literally called me and wanted to talk about this. Unfortunately, not a lot of them are, are very, are kind of spooked. But, uh, you know, I would, anybody willing, willing to um, discuss certain things about the the COINTELPRO 2.0 program and gang stalking, please feel free to reach out to me. Now, I have three particular, what do you call it, tips for anybody going through this. And number one is to document your abuse. Get yourself a body camera. Get yourself a pen and paper and document abuse when it happens, the time it happens. You know what I'm saying? Then cut that. Then then once you document and timestamp it, you know, at the end of the day, you need to chop up your clips and upload them. Upload them to multiple platforms. So in case someone hacks you one place, you have copies somewhere else. I also recommend you get a lawyer. So number two, get a lawyer and memorize their number. You want to look for a human rights lawyer or a constant or you know one that specializes in constitutional law, human rights, and uh, memorize their phone number because there's a chance that somebody will make a huge false claim about you to try to get you locked up temporarily. And even though you didn't do it and they might drop the charges, obviously let you out on your own recognizance, that time in jail, those that, that the, the, you know, while you're waiting to be arraigned or bailed out or what have you, a lot of nasty and gnarly shit could happen. Aside from you needing a lawyer to prosecute these bullies, and the third tip I want to give everyone listening is to monitor your health. And I want to say every three months or so, go get a full blood panel. You know what I'm saying? Pee in a cup, shit in a jar. Um, you know, get x-rays of sore spots in your bones or what have you. Like, do all that. Get in, get in, get in, no, don't get an MRI every three, every three months. But monitor your health. Document it. Take pictures of that. Also, upload that to multiple you know, accounts so you can keep track of things that are happening. Give those to give the give your health uh, stuff copies to your lawyer. So, you know, if there's any sort of um, medical malpractice, because it will happen. Um, I definitely recommend those are the three tips. So log your abuse, get a lawyer and monitor your health. I'd also like to say anybody who is trying to charge you for advice or help or videos or an ebook or a podcast subscription or what have you is selling snake oil. This is a very unique form of abuse and it's anybody who's actually gone through it and can and has given you legitimate advice understands that you will be made poor. Your financial opportunities will be dried up. You'll be blacklisted. They'll try to make you run through all your savings. 
So anybody who is asking you to pay for this, pay for tips, pay for their audiobook, even 99 cents. Um, you know, it, I, I don't recommend doing it because it's most likely going to be false, adv false advice and uh, you're already short on money as it is. I'd also like you to think of people who are also targets of this abuse that you come across and you vet and think they're legit and not like some of the cops or federal agents or even, you know, some of the criminals and locals who participate in gang stalking. Once you vet them, think of them as your brothers and sisters, you know, think of them as like your soldiers next next to you. It's important because you're going through something tough and your network is going to be severely uh, strained. And again, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. And again, my name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the CEN, or the Chief Executive Nobody, of the Mesh News. Of Mesh News. Um, COINTELPRO is a side project, and Mesh News is a platform I had to create when I was stonewalled by press everywhere I went. If you're hearing this bumper on the beginning of the podcast and you've heard it before, I encourage you to fast forward uh, 11 minutes through, because this is information that I would like to tack on the front of all these podcast episodes, because... It's essential, and I want to drill this stuff into you. These are very core concepts before moving forward, is to drill these things in your head. These are the realities of what's going on, how to frame your situation, etc. So if you keep hearing this intro over and over through all these episodes, you know, fast forward through 11, 12 minutes, and, and then it'll bring you straight from the material. I appreciate it, and let's uh, get down into it. If you want to be versed in all things COINTELPRO 2.0 and the COINTELPRO 2.0 project, or if maybe you think you might be subjected to this abuse because you're thinking about leaking or blowing the whistle on something or speaking up about something in City Hall or abuse, etc., I recommend you go to our website, which is COINTELPRO, and then the number two, and then zero spelled out, Z-E-R-O dot com. You can catch our video companion series, which is videos with an S, videos.cointelpro, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as this podcast series at podcasts with an S, podcasts.cointelpro, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O spelled out, dot com. And I do recommend that you visit these URLs through using the DuckDuckGo browser. And I recommend using a VPN as well, because who knows with how watch lists are, etc. I wouldn't want to put more heat on you than there already is for visiting my material, since a lot of it is how to circumvent government abuse and methodologies that they use. I definitely wouldn't want to make your life more difficult. So please, please discipline yourselves and don't use apps to view my material uh, use the DuckDuckGo browser, which wipes everything clean every time you close the browser. And you can go to these URLs and listen and watch and read all this material while being safe, making sure you're using a VPN as well. Jeebus, I woke up to quite a lot of people reaching out to us ever since we uh, got our whole online guide things set up our website our video series our podcasts anyways this is steve i'm the uh, head of the mesh news project and we are creators of the COINTELPRO 2.0 resource set for other <coughs> targets of gang stalking and um, people who are possibly in the con new iteration of the COINTELPRO program the COINTELPRO 2.0 this is a podcast series that go, uh, works in concert with our video series and our online guide, which can all be uh, found, <clears throat> well, our online guide uh, with pictures and examples of other people's accounts, etc., um, as well as the psychological science and details of how uh, this program will defeat you, you know, um, on the macro level, just in little details. Uh, you can find that resource at COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero, Z-E-R-O, spelled out, COINTELPRO2, and then zero, Z-E-R-O, 
cointelpro.com. You can check our find our video series at videos.cointelpro.com. And our podcast series, instead of just hotlinking our, um, <clears throat> our Spotify um, playlists, uh, even though our podcast is on, I want to say about five or six different platforms. Um, now it's an easy address to remember, just podcasts with an S, podcasts.cointelpro, the number two, and zero, Z-E-R-O, dot com. <clears throat> and uh, those are the three places uh, that you can get all the resources. And uh, first, you know, I, I woke up this morning, uh, Sunday morning. Yeah, the date recording of this is April 18th, 2021, year of our Lord, as uh, David Knight says. <laughs> and... Um, I am seeing something in for online forums. There's Twitter groups. There's Facebook groups. There are people on YouTube. All these different groups, and I and it 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 really upsets me because this community it makes you paranoid. It makes you not trust people. Um, there's a lot of people. You know, we have a word for um, harassers, perps, which is short for perpetrators. But people who harass people who are in the gang stalking program, um, and these people go to these forums because, believe it or not, you know if you can make someone seem crazy, you can do fucked up things to them, and no one will believe them. You know, even so far as like putting them in an early grave for life insurance fraud. Gangs love to prey on these people. Um, you know, in some rare cases, if you're messing with like some crazy motherfuckers, like a cartel or something, you know, who knows? Like, you know, you disappear and then they sell your organs and your teeth like chiclets. So there, there's a lot of people in organized crime and even, uh, you know, what do you call it? Like con artistry uh, clicks, you know, groups of professional con artists. Uh, they don't have a conscience, you know. They'll poison you. They'll they'll sell your they'll sell your kidneys, whatever. But a lot of these people in these groups that are targets that are victims, um, they're very wary of other people, and you know you just can't show up and one try to sell them on something because part of this program is there's a lots of false. Uh, false solutions put in forth in front of you you're gaslit into thinking that oh if you do this blah 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 it's going to fix you if you eat this certain route the your headaches or whatever will go away people, most people don't know it's because they're being shot at with like micro millimeter radio wave shit like that um what do you call it the active denial system but i guess they're also playing with different wavelengths uh people are also getting shot by um from what I'm hearing, it's ionized gas. Some people are saying they're using the same concept of of the demon core. You need to you need to Google the demon core because uh, it, it's it's the principle on how you can aim uh, particles and neutrons, and it's simple garage science. And uh, believe it or not, like I mean. A lot of these drug tunnels from uh, Mexico and stuff like that are also being tested for radioactivity because they are bringing over uh, radioactive material for use on assassinations and stuff like that. And gangs, etc. will buy and purchase this stuff and use it for these things. So some people are saying that they're using demon core kind of stuff and they're and these criminal organizations are getting a hold of like radioactive material, like low levels of it, but enough to... You know, keep using it and exposing a target to give them cancer, and there's most likely some sort of illegal life insurance policy that target doesn't know about, buried under tons of paperwork to 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 mask it. I know I'm I'm setting a precedence. I know it seems like I'm rambling. I'm not talking about the subject. Believe I I like to lay down a foundation, and now that we're all up to speed because I have to make these podcasts because lots of people don't listen to the whole series in line. You know, they'll they'll pick and choose. Oh, this 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 uh, title looks interesting. What have you? So, if I'm about to talk about a topic, I need to lay down a foundation. I'm sorry for the people who already know this stuff and think I'm wasting your time, but unfortunately, people don't follow the rules on how they should listen to certain things. And a lot of people have, you know, a lot of 
don't have a lot of time, so they, they pick and choose. Anyways, so those things happen. Sometimes people will be told, hey, you know, I know some guy who has your, your the solution to your problem, right? And they're going into the gang stalking. And, um, <clears throat> you know, instead it'll be like, you know, a meeting for them to get fucking jumped or, you know, they'll get sexually assaulted. And then all of a sudden now they're not trusting people because they're being hornswoggled. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're doing the bait and switch, you know, uh, and they do that on purpose. So people will just leave the area. They'll, they'll just make them exhausted. And, you know, targets of this abuse, uh, you know, they, they really go through it because here's the beautiful thing about this is some of the people who like, I want to say, um, who might be meth heads or like, you know, uh, a drug dealer that's probably killed a few that uh, quite a few people have OD'd on their stuff in the town that they're getting fucked with or whatever. Um, if you've listened in other parts of this podcast, you'll understand that this, these same skill sets, which were taught to. Uh, different city ordinances and police departments and even um, um, like local fraternities like Freemasonry and Kiwanis and stuff like that. Um, it was to get rid of communists, believe it or not, back in the 60s. And then in the 70s, it was to do is like to fight things like, uh, you know, Black Panthers and stuff like that when being racist was still cool, I guess. Um, but these pro- these 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 skill sets have have persisted and they continue to update them and police departments uh, still have committees and stuff like that who engage in these things. And sometimes they use it for people that the town just thinks they need to get rid of. And uh, so if you're like a meth head already, or, you know, a drug dealer or like a piece, like a piece of shit, who's just fucking up the town overall, even though, you know, whatever this, they can be using these tactics on you, but, a lot of these things, since organized crime is getting into this, so now because there's, you know, they can make a lot of money off, you know, life insurance or, you know, um, your organs or whatever. And that sounds silly, but, I mean, you have to really understand organized crime don't give a fuck. Um, that a lot of these, a lot of people who get in these programs um, are just normal people. And, or they could have pissed off somebody who heads one of these local committees who does this whole, like, you know, pushing people out of town thing using, but instead, like, they pissed off one of the people who is part of these committees, and then that person decided, oh, we're gonna fuck with this dude, and then they'll just make up a bunch of bullshit about them, because that person is, like, a trusted police officer or whatever in town. Believe me, you know, especially if, you know, especially if you grow up around law enforcement, that's a possibility, especially considering that these programs exist, um, you need to be aware of where the FBI fusion centers are in your town because, you know, yeah. So before I keep going off on that tangent, so why did I say all those things? Well, because a lot of people who are in these programs, um, get paranoid. They think everyone is out to get them, et cetera. And people say, oh, you're crazy. Or I hear a lot of name calling by other people in these in these forums saying shit like you're a socio, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're psychotic, you hear voices, whatever. And, uh, actually that's not the diagnosis. The diagnosis is hypervigilance and it is a side effect of people who uh, have been abused. It is a side effect of people who might be living with a partner who beats them, you know, if they don't cook the dinner right or, or whatever, um, uh, hyper, because now they're in a, now they're in a place where they're supposed to trust like their home, their hometown, their people that are supposed to love them, etc. But now solid things that are programmed into our DNA that we should, that we're not supposed to worry about. We're supposed to feel safe or <clears throat> right, we're now we're on the attack. So at that point, the brain goes into a, 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 a safe mode where now we are just always in fight or flight mode. Um, we're super testy. We don't trust anything. We tend to think the worst before we think the best. And it's often used to misdiagnose people who are abused in this program because, like I said, city governments 
will use these programs are sometimes just really shitty cops who are part of these crews. So, like, as we're finding out with all these uh, people who are getting shot by cops, etc., you know, the people who survive police abuse and they try to report it, um, cops, you know, they'll throw away the, the, the report. They won't forward it to internal affairs. Let me tell you, the last thing a cop is going to do is when you go to the police station to file a report of abuse is the person at the front is not, you know what I'm saying, is not going to forward that shit to internal affairs so you can get it processed, okay? All those cops are friends. So, you know, they'll use your paranoia and then tell people at the local city uh, psychological evaluation, you know, the thing that they use to find people who are crazy. You know, cops will do a psychological eval, whatever. There's usually a – they're usually pretty close to the police police station, believe it or not, so they can expedite the process if they think someone might be a loon. Um. But those people are also friends with the local cops because they're all working with the city government or they have a contract with the city government. So if, you know, a big cheese is trying to avoid a lawsuit, they will say and they have somebody who is part of gangs, who is a victim of gang stalking or what have you. They'll go and they'll say, hey, we need to just declare this dude crazy. We're going to, you know, hype him up real hard and then we're going to send him your way. Uh, after telling him that, you know, we'll help you after you get a psychological evaluation. It's a, it's a fucking trap. You know, if you're ever wondering why people say you can't fight City Hall, these are some of the reasons why. Anyways, so, you know, there's a possibility you could get a false diagnosis on purpose. But the actual term for what these people are going through, what I've been through, what I still kind of am going through sometimes, you know, I try to chill out because I was I was fortunate enough to be given context of this about this shit by, uh, you know, um, local people who know about the program. Um, I live in San Diego. There's a lot of people who uh, work in the military industrial industry and are in the military. This is a military town. And I was nice enough to get help by these people to tell me uh, you know, what was going on. But they were letting me know that this is actually uh, uh, hyper, being hyper, is hypervigilance. And the definition for hypervigilance is not, the people, these people are not psychos. First off, let me back up. They're not psychopaths. They're not psychotic. They're not delusional. They don't have mental problems. They have been put into a state of hypervigilance. It's an actual diagnosis. And, you know, a lot of people just like to throw around terms that they've heard before hypervigilance and its meaning is not widely shared. And people need to understand that these people are, their brains, this is, this is all basic, um, Basic behavioral psychology. If you understand what it, what you're doing, you know how to put a person in this state, and then you you know then show this person off in this state and be like, look at this crazy person. They're not. Their brain is in safe mode, and that safe mode is called hypervigilance. It's a diagnosed um, uh, state of mind. It's they're not psychopaths. They're not delusional. They're not paranoid, schizophrenic. Uh, people like to be told that they're schizophrenic. Uh, lots of lots of cops or people that pretend to help say, you know what, you might be in the early stages of schizophrenia. It's not. They are just being abused and attacked in their homes, attacked in places where they should feel safe, attacked by people that should be um, there to help them, Like just like domestic violence victims. And they put their brain into safe mode, which is hypervigilance. It's not paranoid schizophrenia it's not it's hypervigilance it, it, it it's and there's an actual diagnosis so um and it's often misdiagnosed on purpose because if you're not aware of previous abuse or abuse that causes this it looks very similar to schizophrenia and really these people are just really fucking scared they're like you said their brain is put in safe mode that's the best way to put it their brain is in safe mode now it's been pushed that way. Our brain did that since we were cavemans. You know, it created these constructs to help us survive. You know what I'm saying? If we're being, you know, if we were cavemen and being stalked by a bunch of fucking wild dogs or wolves or something while we're out hunting and we got lost or whatever. Now when the brain needs to go in the safe mode, it needs to not trust anything. It looks, it needs to look under every rock, etc. because we want to keep this whole sentient brain thing going. We want to make babies. We want to do all the other stuff caveman, our caveman brain wants to do. So um, this form of abuse, the psychological abuse of gang stalking, et cetera, is uh, 
it puts the brain into hypervigilism or hypervigilance state. And the definition of hypervigilance is a state of increased alertness. If you're in a state of hypervigilance, you're extremely sensitive to your surroundings. It can make you feel like you're alert to any hidden dangers, whether from other people or the environment, often through these dangers. Uh, often, though, these dangers are not real, only because, you know, think of it as like, you know, uh, a spark or, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're, they're lighting a fuse to something. Is they, After you've been kind of baiting down the bait and switch or you've been tricked to go somewhere and you got assaulted or you've been tricked to eat something and it made you sick or whatever, um, it puts your brain into hypervigilance mode. And this is definition is from healthline.com. Uh, Wikipedia's definition of hypervigilance is when the nervous system is not correctly filtering sensory information. That means that you've already been tricked, right? You've been tricked so many times, right? Doing the bait and switch, you know, Hey, here, come for this. And instead it's, it's a trap. Oh, Hey, you know, you go to eat at a restaurant that you, you know, you might know the owner and, you know, but instead some police came and told them a bunch of bullshit about you because they're trying to cover their own ass and now they're poisoning your food. Now you don't trust that person anymore. You've known them. You've grown up your whole life, etc. So how Wikipedia is uh, declaring hypervigilance is when the nervous system is not correctly filtering sensory information because you're now in safe mode. And the visual is in an enhanced state of sensory sensitivity. So that makes them not trust anything. That, that's because they're trying the, – the, the human lizard brain is trying to protect itself. It's trying to – it's in survival mode. It's in safe mode. This appears to be linked to uh, traumatic events or PTSD, meaning something happened and it created a trauma in the brain. A lot of people think trauma is you know getting attacked by, by – uh, by insurgents or something, but trauma could be anything that you weren't expecting, like any kind of surprise, you know, is a trauma. So I mean, people might think the word trauma itself invokes itself to these really horrible tragedies, but it could be anything that you weren't prepared for that's going to leave, you know, a wrinkle on your brain. You know, you're going to remember it. And now your brain's going to, you know, be wary about something. It's like uh, touching the stove, you know, you, after you touch it, like, oh, I got to remember that because oh, it created a trauma. Uh, so it can often be caused by traumatic events or PTSD. I'm going back to the Wikipedia article. Normally, the nervous system releases stress signals in certain situations and a defense mechanism to protect people per from perceived dangers. A kid, again, not paranoid schizophrenic. I really... Not paranoid schizophrenic. In some cases, the nervous system becomes chronically dysregulated, meaning if they continue... I'm, I'm going off the, the article... Meaning, like, if people continue to get abused by this gang-stalking um, kind of open-secret crime, going back to the article, um, uh, in some cases, the nervous system becomes chronically deregulated, causing a release of stress signals that are inappropriate to the situation and, and create inappropriate and exaggerated responses. Hypervigilance may bring about a state of increased anxiety, which can cause exhaustion. Other symptoms include abnormally increased arousal and high responsiveness to stimuli and a constant scanning of the environment. In hypervigilance, there is a perpetual scanning of the environment to search for sights, sounds, people's behaviors, smells, or anything else that is reminiscent of the activity, threat, or trauma. The individual is placed on high alert in order to be, in order to be certain danger is not near. Hypervigilance can lead to a variety of obsessive behavioral patterns as well as producing difficulties with social interactions and relationships. Um, hypervigilance is differentiated from dysphoric hyperarousal. That's another um, uh, psychological diagnosis. That is, a person remains uh, cognate and aware of their surroundings. In dysphoric hyperarousal, a person with PTSD, so... You know, you know, PTSD doesn't necessarily mean have to came back from war. It means that, you know, there was a trauma created by people fucking with you. Could be people in town, etc. Uh, a person with PTSD may lose contact with reality and re-experience the traumatic event verbatim. So, you know, when you think of people having flashbacks of war, the same thing happens to other people who have been fucked with doing using uh, gang-stalking tactics 
where they're abused, where, you know, their food is getting poisoned, when, you know, maybe even, like, their neighbors are doing something to them, and they don't think, like, you know, no one thinks that your neighbors are going to fuck with you because you just are existing, you know? There have been multiple traumas. A person might become hypervigilant and suffer severe anxiety attacks, intense enough to induce a delusional state where the effects of related traumas overlap. This can result in the thousand-yard stare. So, first and foremost, um, now we have the correct diagnosis of what a lot of people who are going through gang stalking are. It's hypervigilance. It's not paranoid schizophrenia. It's not schiz. They're not a schizo. They're not. Uh, they're not. They're not. Um, uh, you know, a paranoid psychopath or whatever. Uh, it's their brain has been put in safe mode, and it's easy to get a person there. Like, think you know, think of uh, you know those little joke. Those joke gums, you know, like you ever played with those joke gums where, um, you know, you try to pull a stick of gum and it shocks you. Or people have those hand buzzers where they uh, try to shake your hand and it shocks you. Well, that's creating a trauma in the brain where it's taking a situation that should normally be just normal. I should just take the gum. I should just get a handshake. And instead now associates uh, a, um, a pain or a tr- or event that your your body does not enjoy, and now you are suspicious of that person, right? After that, I bet now after the next time you shake that person's hand, you're gonna look for something in their hand. You're gonna look to see if the gum is real or what have you, right? Well, the same thing happens to people who are in this program: is they are they are scared that they might not be able to trust people. And that is in a first world society for people who live in first world countries, that's untraumatic. That's traumatic, especially people who aren't criminals. So you don't have to worry about people trying to do fucked up things to you, whether or not they've been misinformed, uh, you know, in regards to why they should be participating in that and whatnot. They're not a sociopath. They're not a parent. They're not uh, a paranoid schizophrenic. It's hypervigilance. And I'm tired of seeing people in these forums, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you know, website forums, is calling people uh, 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 schizophrenic or paranoid schizophrenic. It's it's not. They are in their brain has been put into a state of hypervigilance. Their brain is in safe mode because they are in. They've gone their entire first world life. <clears throat> You know, going to work, paying the bills, not worried about you know uh, things like that, and uh, you know that's all that they're doing. You know, their 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 biggest worry is uh, you know, hopefully their phone doesn't get too outdated, and then you put them in this state where now there's all these people who have been told you know for various reasons and are engaging in your abuse. Um, puts their brain in hypervigilance mode, puts them in safe mode. They are now uh, hypervigilant. They are not. Uh, paranoid schizophrenic and i'm really tired of people uh, in these forums who are also victims of the same thing and the reason why they call people out and say those things is because they don't understand they're just grabbing at the things that they've heard everyone's heard of you know paranoid schizophrenic um etc and they're just like oh they're a they're a schizophrenic bro they're not they're not well no they're just in hyper vigilant mode and so they're they're just as the Wikipedia um, article says, you know, things overlap. So, you know, once they have a bad experience, they remember that bad experience, but they might come across somebody who is not there to hurt them, but they will overlap their previous experience onto the new experience. And that person is like, why are they acting weird towards me? What have you? And sooner or later, people who are participating in this gang stalking will seek out the people that they have contact with that haven't been like, I guess, converted to you know hate this person or whatnot and then they'll be told oh he's paranoid schizophrenic because that sounds right you know it feels like the puzzle piece fits even though they're hammering it in but it's not it's hyper vigilance it's a it's safe mode and um i tell you what man um when i first started when i i want to say about two or three years into my abuse because you know, I had no explanations for what the fuck was going on. I just thought, you know, um, this was just because God hated me. People in town were told it was because I was a, I was a secret pedophile 
And, you know, these motherfuckers really sold the fuck out of this. These local cops and military people who fucking tried to rob me. Um, you know, you, you sit there and you think like, how, how, how could this have happened? How, why, why is this happening? And you're just constantly fed that narrative. And, you know, you start to become paranoid of everybody. You think everyone, I, I was paranoid with everybody. I thought everyone was out to get me. I thought people were trying to hack my computer and put shit on it. Kind of like planting drugs on me after that. Like, so, you know, I got rid of all my computers. I fucking, I drilled holes in all my hard drives and shit. Like, because these motherfuckers were not going to plant shit on me. I was going to fucking make sure that did not fucking happen. Like, I became hypervigilant. Because I slowly found out why a lot of people who I've known my whole life growing up in my own town were participating in this abuse. And I wasn't going to get caught up. And uh, so, you know, believe it, you know, we, we tout running the Mesh News Project or COINTELPRO 2.0 website videos, whatever, being made from our cell phones. But believe me, it's out of hypervigilance. You know, I can't have a computer because... Who the fuck knows is what's going to happen. I mean, the only reason why I even found out about a lot of this God mode software of the internet is because when I was on my laptop, there was a dude who was literally hacking shit and moving shit on my desktop. And we had a little back and forth conversation on an open notepad. It was fucking crazy scary, man. Like, you're not ready for that kind of... So somebody got into my computer. It was now controlling my fucking computer. To the point where he opened up a notepad and we started having a talk. This is way after, this was way after, you know, I went to the cops a million times and they weren't trying to help me. So, I mean, that was just out of hypervigilance where I couldn't trust my computers anymore. Um, so I had to learn to make these things on cell phones. I had to learn to do that. And um, so, I mean... There's a great example of how hypervigilance will change your behavior permanently is it made it to the fact where, what do you call it? They, you know, you're going to change what you do, how you do things, because you don't want to be subject to getting, you know, the bait and switch to getting, you know, tricked into something to getting whatever. And so that's actually, you know, the main reason why we do everything on a cell phone. And we were just lucky that you know while we were going through this program believe it or not that cell phones had reached this point where i could hope to create a decent product on something that's made to really just make phone calls and surf the fucking internet so you know hypervigilance it's going to change the way you do things it's going to change the way you behave um it's going to make a a definite change on you what it is not is paranoid schizophrenia and you know i really wish more people in this community would not um just start diagnosing people and labeling people and telling people things because you don't understand why you're in this state man like you're looking for answers you're being abused you're not telling why your abuse is happening but you could give somebody <clears throat> a puzzle piece for something and the beginning part of it might stick in, but the rest of it doesn't. But then they'll hammer it in to make it fit kind of thing. And then they'll go around thinking that they may be paranoid schizophrenic. And then who the fuck knows? Now they're not Now they're not trying to solve their problem because now they think what's going on is wrong with them. And in reality, 99% out of 100, 99.9% of 100, it's a person put in safe mode. It's put in hypervigilant mode. And you're doing them a great disservice being in this community, calling people paranoid schizophrenic, calling them schizophrenic. Um, and because people will grab onto things because they're trying to look for answers. And if they keep hearing that they're schizophrenic they're schizophrenic they're schizophrenic they're gonna fucking believe it and they're gonna stop looking for help and that could be the end of them and then they could just be subject to the system and they're not working to you know progress the knowledge set so we could fight open secret crimes like gang stalking like the COINTELPRO program
So, I mean, if anything, at this you know, this podcast is I want you to, if you are a part of these groups and you're listening, I mean, we got over a thousand listeners now. Um, that's amazing. On this podcast, we got like a thousand listeners. I couldn't believe it. Like you, you just start making stuff and you don't, you don't really think it's helping anybody. And then you, you go and you, you, you look at it and you know, you've, now you've, you realize you got a thousand listeners on your podcast. It's, so we got people, we got numbers listening to this stuff. So now that, you know, we vetted out what's going on. I understand there's other people in this program who fight other people in this program who post things because we think they might be perps or perpetrators or whatever, which is why we call them perps. I've heard people call them zeros because, I don't know, but that's a name that's sticking in some forms. Uh, but regardless, I'm going off tangent. But these people who, you know, perps or zeros or whatever you want to call them. Um, who are going to these forums looking for further victims? Um, they they they're a high number, but if anybody's throwing around a false diagnosis of schizophrenia, it's a per, it's it's a perp because this is basic, this is basic shit, man. You can get it off Wikipedia. You can learn it in you know psychology one hundred and one class. If you ever you know dipped your toe into a community college class, you know first quarter first year student this isn't high concept shit it's hyper vigilance that's all it is it's it's not schizophrenia and it really upsets me to see people say oh you're not a gang sucking target you're um you're a schizophrenic and you should get help you should take pills oh you're hearing voices it's blah blah blah. but you know these people probably don't know about things like lrad that's l r a d technology um, where it's speakers that have like laser pointed focus, you could send a sound directly to people's ears. These things can be mounted on top of you know a working van or what have you, and they're disguised where they might look whatever. If you're near the windows of your house or an open door of your house or what have you, they could be shooting this stuff in through your open screen or what have you. Um, so you know they 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 think they're they're if they're in this program, they're getting harassed. And then all of a sudden this happens. Understand there's ways to also synthesize a lot of these things, hearing voices, what have you. People aren't aware of these technologies because they're not unaware of the program existing. And, you know, what I'm saying the, the government needs fresh meat. Criminals like to um, turn a body into cash, especially right now during COVID. I mean, like you have no idea. We're in San Diego, man. The fucking cartel is 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 on high alert bro like they're they're trying everything they can because people don't have the same disposable income they had to buy things like narcotics and stuff like that so you know saying they're 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 holding on for dear life so you you understand that goes down the line that's making organized crime do crazy things you want to hear you you understand you you see this uh you know you see the uh people crossing over the border etc that's because you know the cartels they they run the coyote thing they uh they gotta, they gotta double their numbers. Do you know what I'm saying? So you know, it's not so much crisis. Also, crisis at the borders. They're trying to make money. I went off on a tangent, but yeah, it's hyper vigilance, man. Uh, it's it's not paranoid schizophrenia. There's ways to synthesize it, and if you're in these groups, don't do people the disservice of incorrectly diagnosing them because these. People are looking for fucking answers, right? These people are targets. They're victims of an unfair system that will spin them around, right? And then stop and then stop them spinning enough, right? So the, the moment they have relief and then when they have relief, when their brain is starting to normalize, they'll be handed a false narrative and they will believe the false narrative of why their abuse is happening. Do you understand? And they'll run with it and you can't. If you are a victim of this program too, and you're also paranoid, guess what? You're also in hypervigilant mode, and what it turns into chronic hypervigilance. Remember, we were reading. I was when I was reading that Wikipedia article. It's chronic. It turns into chronic hypervigilism, where now your brain is always in safe mode. Okay, and you're not doing these people any service. So. A great way to find out if you're not a perp or a zero or whatever people are calling uh, the people who participate in this program looking for fresh victims or looking to fuck with these people 
believe it or not. Let me go off on a little side note. How fucking horrible is it that these suburbanite assholes who get involved in these programs um, find out or these people who are victims of this go to hang out and help each other in these programs and they fucking they're, they and they're like, oh, yeah, let's go mess with these guys. These are people who's had their lives torn apart. You know what I'm saying? Like this program defeats you in detail and these lame suburbanite assholes who are part of these programs are kind of let in on the end, like the crew that, you know, oh yeah, this is what we do to certain people for whatever reason. Uh, number one is they don't do any kind of background on the, they don't do any kind of background on the actual per- person that they're abusing. They just trust that the cops who are heading these programs or in, in, in my case, you know, I've had, uh, Con- people, uh, what's it called security contractors, government contractors, because of the reason for my abuse, I'm actually in COINTELPRO, which um, harnesses the practice of gang stalking. Believe it or not, gang stalking was created in the COINTELPRO program. It's just a stage in COINTELPRO. But uh, I had government contractors, and um, a lot of these guys are former military. And so you got to think, you got somebody wearing like a military, you know, garb or what have you going and telling someone else in their community that you're a bad person or what have you but they're also just local dickheads who participate in local gang stalking groups because they feel like they're part of like the upper class neighborhood watch and a lot of these fucking assholes they don't do any background they just trust what a cop hands them and people and a lot of these people don't know is that uh police they, 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 it's not people, police, see people, police shoot people that don't, doesn't need to be shot because, you know, whatever the, the power of the badge, who knows? I mean, I'm not a police officer, so I can't speak on behalf of a police officer. Yeah. And, and, but I know that there is systemic racism. There's a systemic abuse in local police. There's organized crime in police. That's why they have internal affairs. You know, they're the cop cops you know corruption and pol- and and policing was so bad they had to create a police for the police so keep those things in mind but the fact that the people that participate in this don't do any background on any of the people that they harass they just trust what other people tell them and then they and then it becomes such uh, an infatuation with these people because they find out like oh there's this whole group of people that we fuck with and it's okay and the cops don't do anything about it they go and they search out other people in these groups and they fuck with them and you know that's why we have the word purpose because they've infiltrated these groups because now they've become addicted to fucking with people who are abused um, unfairly by an unfair program it's a it's a kangaroo court essentially of judgment and it's it's mob rule and there's a reason why people have to go to school for things like being a fucking lawyer being a judge is because there are ways to manipulate the system manipulate perception manipulate the masses manipulate false information getting out there making sure the false story is getting out there not the actual story because you know justice requires facts and evidence that um these people be subjected to this kangaroo court and it's just disgusting that their perps do exist, man. Like there are people out there fucking enjoying infiltrating these groups to either continue the abuse of these people's their lives being torn apart, or you know they might be you know um, government contractors looking for another victim. You know they may, may they may need a you know they might need a patsy. They might need a you know a, a patsy gunman or what have you. Or they need a distraction, you know? Um, a great way to fucking look at, you know, what's going on is, you know, being a, a distraction for maybe another crime that's happening. You know, you pour, you, you pull the fire, you pull the fire uh, alarm at the school so you can rob the bank across the street kind of thing. And I'm also tangent, going off on a tangent again. Oh, my God. Look. Stop calling people paranoid schizophrenic. It's not. It's a misdiagnosis, especially if you are a victim of this. It is hypervigilance. We all know the word now. We all know the term. We know the background of it. Stop calling people schizophrenic, especially if you are a a a, a true victim of this fucking program. You don't. 
you, you, you don't have the right to do that and you're not helping the community. And if anything, the only thing you should be handing out in this community is compassion, you know, and, and, and not trying to, you know, not trying to sell your, your solutions for things, please. That's another thing I wish would, if, if there's anything we need to be hyper vigilant about, it's about people handing out false information about mind reading technologies and chips in your fucking brain because people don't, ha- people don't know why this is happening to them and they're looking for answers and it's fucked up people putting out this false information about, you know, uh, fucking Elon Musk trying to read your mind or, you know, you're a paranoid schizophrenic. You're not a gang like stalking victim or what have you, or, you know, whatever the fuck it is, but hypervigilance, man, we all know the word. We know the term. Don't hand out diagnoses, especially if you're not a, you know, a psychologist or psychoanalyst. It's hypervigilance, hypervigilance, hypervigilance. Their brain is in safe mode. Their their lizard brain has been activated. Let's stop handing out this false diagnoses to other people who are in this crew and just to help each other. If all we do is pass information that could help people, um, we don't have to worry about the perps so much because only the perps are trying. It's it's kind of like divide and conquer. If there's somebody in a forum trying to divide a group or misinform a group or whatever, that's what they're doing. They're trying to divide and conquer. They're trying to keep us from solving our problem by passing information to each other that's going to help each other and get them out of this rut. So it's hypervigilance, not paranoid schizophrenia. And hopefully, you know, you've learned something uh, new and um, you can use that information to help other victims of the program. Thanks for listening, man. to the COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast. Uh, I am not a professional radio guy. I'm just a guy who knows a lot of things because I've been in this program for about a decade. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy any of the videos, you know, we're trying to update them, trying to make them look newer and cooler. You know, it's taken me a long time to learn how to make stuff on a phone, man. Um, you know, like, so we're learning how to make the stuff look newer and cooler, uh, since I'm not using laptops to do anything or computers to make anything, uh, fucking it's taken me a while to find shortcuts to make this stuff look a little more professional. Um, so, you know, the videos are getting better. You'll notice some of them in our video series. They look, they have a different format. They're not the old grayscale, uh, scratchy format. We're slowly converting the videos over that. Now that we know how to do this stuff on our phone, uh, so please check out our our, our online guide the co- at COINTELPRO2, the number 20zero.com for our website guide. Check out our videos at videos with an S, videos, dot COINTELPRO2, the number 20zero.com. And now our podcast is has a short address. It's podcasts with an S, podcasts.COINTELPRO, the number 2. Um, and zero spelled out zero.com podcast.cointelpro20.com and uh, hopefully you'll share this material you'll repost it um, and we only get out of this rut we only escape this abuse if we help one another if we rise each other up if we don't tear each other down and understand we're all in this you know we're, we may not all be in the same boat but we're all in the same storm and all we can do is all we should be doing is trying to help one another. Um, yeah. So let's love each other and, um, you know, please support this podcast. We don't make any money. We don't do any sponsorships, nothing that we do. We sell. This is 100% something I just do. I just dedicate my time to this. So please, if you have, you know, if you see me in any of these forums, if you see me, you know, commenting on things or just trying to show people towards the resource because I didn't have any of these answers. If you have an answer for something that maybe we might be a little off on and you have like the science, the behavioral science, the physics behind it or what have you, like you've maybe perhaps made one of these things in your garage, you know, because I know a lot of these people use garage science to make these little things to fucking shoot at people, Um, you know, whatever, various forms of radiation. Um, you know, please, 
point us in that direction. We just want to make this guide so we have all the answers. So when we find someone who gets to the situational awareness where they're like, oh, fuck, I'm in this thing. I'm in this program. I'm in whatever, you know, that they have a place to get all these answers because too many people, I see so many people in these forums are like, I've been in this for six years. I've been in this for seven years, 10 years, 12 years, what have you. Um, they don't have to persist in that. We're not going to these gang stocky forums because we enjoy this, because we enjoy the community. It's a shitty community full of paranoid people who think everyone else is a perp or zero or whatever. So if you know something, have a tip, whatever, let us know. Let me know. I've built up this platform to do exactly this, help people. And, you know, we're not going to take credit for it. You know, we'll give you a shout out. It doesn't matter. Just we have this platform. We're trying to help people. Um, please, you know, give us a shout out. I really want to say thank you to some people who have, uh, done that very thing. And speaking of shout outs, let me give this person a shout out. Do, 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 do. Come on, come on, come on. Um, a guy named Rob Rivers. This guy, Rob Rivers, he makes videos on YouTube. And this guy, Rob Rivers, he is legit. He's a, he's a, he's a good guy. He's, uh, Rob Rivers is a, a, a fucking cool guy. He makes these videos on YouTubes. He makes, uh, he, he was helping me on kind of get some, uh, what do you call it? Some answers on what's going on. He posts on Facebook. He posts on YouTube. His name is Rob Rivers. He's in these groups. Uh, so far I've, 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 I've come across him. He, um, he's legit. I don't know if he's a gang stalker or what have you, but he does, he has this ISS training limited where he passes out some information. So he might be classically trained or what have you, but, uh, thank you Rob Rivers for reaching out to me. And, um, I've seen a lot of his videos about abuse and, you know, tactics and stuff like that. And he's been sharing some stuff. So I don't know, you know, you, I don't, I don't know so far of his, his gang stocky background, but he has been posting on our forums. And I want to say so far, so a majority of the things I've come across are pretty legit. So thank you, Rob Rivers. Um, we will definitely be giving you a shout out when we update our, our, um, our, our information. So yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast and I hope to hear from you guys again. Thanks. Bye.